kick off. This one drops. Astonishing! This is not just a dream, it's a wet dream of orgasmic proportions. And this one deludes everybody. It seduces everybody. Alright, welcome back to episode 2 of Park the Bus. We're going to be doing a Champions League recap. Uh, how's it going, Albie? It's going great. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. So we'll start out with the uh, fixtures from Tuesday. Uh, I just want to talk about some of the, the score lines. So first one, Napoli versus Feyenoord, 3-1. to one. We talked about Napoli last episode. I was saying how they have a pretty sick big three, something to look out for, and all three of them got on the board, Insigne, Mertens, and Calione. And then yeah. uh, Feyenoord added one in extra time. So an expected result. Yep, yep. Insigne, uh, impressive player. All of them very... Very deadly inside the box. They all have incredible pace, and it's it's fun to watch them. For sure, I think I saw I I think I saw I can't remember if it was Mertens or Insigne. One of them I think was linked to Arsenal. Uh, it was uh, Mertens. Mertens, yeah. They're uh, supposed to trigger his transfer clause in the winter. Yeah, him and him and Asensio and uh, Lamar and everyone else, right? They're all coming to Arsenal. <laughs> right. Uh, next, Man City versus Shakhtar, 2-0. Um, Kevin De Bruyne and Raheem Sterling get on the board yeah, for Man they, City. They are an impressive team. And uh, quickly, I just want to say, uh, Sergio Aguero, I, I hope he is okay. I hope he gets well soon. Yeah, that's an unfortunate car accident for those who don't know. Um, I did think it was funny. I think I, think I sent, you, sent you the tweet. People, he was... He got in an accident, a car accident, in a taxi uh, going home from a concert. And there were some people on Twitter, some some eggs, that were mad at him for going out 48 hours before a, a match. <laughs> that That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's... Man City fans were mad at him? Yeah, yeah. They, I, I believe it was something to the effect of what's he doing Going out forty eight hours fuck before. What is wrong with some people? Forty eight hours before a match. Yeah, this was a tweet from at city underscore chi. Why the fuck is Sergio Aguero in Amsterdam forty eight hours before a massive game? What the fuck? Yeah, what's what's he doing, man? What's Aguero doing? Everyone Everyone's knows. Gotta be a mother. Everyone knows. A full week before a match, you you have to be in a. Um, in a bubble, like in a bubble in your house. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I believe he said he was struggling in the game, but he had a, a, a nasty goal. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking correctly. That that guy, he's a. Uh, I think he's underrated. I mean, he's not really underrated, but when you think about like say top ten, or even midfielders, I like, I could see him, like at Barcelona. Like if he was at Barcelona, he'd be so so much. Uh, more hyped up. Right, yeah. I know what you mean. I think he he's definitely one of the best uh, at creating chances. Uh, he He's always finding assists, and he knows how to smash them into the net, too. Yeah, his goal was, was something else. Uh, and then next, Porto beat Monaco 3-0. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
I, I, I like Monaco's... Uh, I still like their squad with Falcao, and I think Jovetic is... He's still able to get goals. I think he got a goal in uh, the league uh, right before that. So he scored a really nice goal, actually, in the league. So it's it's a tough loss for them in the Champions League, but I think they could still finish top two in their group. Yeah, Abubakar had a brace. Uh, and then uh, another guy scored in the 89th minute. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of unexpected because, I mean, Monaco... They they lost uh, Mbappe and Bernardo Silva and Minji, or Mindy. I'm sorry. They sold them on, and but they did it. They're they're really good about bringing in young talent, developing, and they they had some really solid solid signings with the money they uh, recouped. Yeah, you know, Titch was one of those you mentioned. Um, I they also had um oh god I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he came from Syria. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly who. Uh, I can't. I'll, 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 I'll look at his I name. I think right I now. know who you're talking about. I actually. can't think of his name right now. But, but yeah, they had uh, a few just good signings. They, they they stayed young, other than Jovetic's little upper 20s. But yeah, Falcao's banging him in. You still, I mean, 3 0 or 3 0 to Porto. They got a. Uh, That's surprising. Kita Balde? Yeah, Kita that- Balde. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So they had some nice signings. Uh, they got them for a pretty, like, with how inflated the market was, they, he was only, what, 20, 30 million? Yeah. yeah About 25. And the, they got uh, Yori Tielemans. I yeah, think he, the Belgian he's League. been scattered by a lot of people. I I still don't. The Mbappe, tran, or, uh, the Mbappe deal was just kind of bizarre. The fact that they... Uh, let PSG get him. I, I don't get that. I think yeah. it's good on PSGs. That's some good dealing for PSG. But Monaco, I don't know what they were going for there. Well, that's Monaco's thing. They're a they they develop players and they sell them on for they're they're like a budget. They're a budget side. Uh, they're not. Yeah. Their ambition, I don't think, is really. Their ambition is to make money while also being as good as they can it's not really solely focused on winning the champions league and i mean they won the french league last year so i mean mm-hmm. they're... i suppose I they're they happy do have a, i suppose they do have a limited fan base and so it does make sense and, but... it, has, and it has to do with the culture of like the city monaco it's not like uh like a his like monaco people like vacation there and they have the casinos and people it's tough to build. I I feel like uh, like I'm sure they have great fans, but the really culture to go after a win, I just don't think it suits the city of Monaco. Maybe I'm being really yeah. ignorant, but you know what I mean. It's like a tour. Like yeah, I see what you're not saying. Not a lot of people that live there. It's like a tourist thing. Like rich. People yeah, that's go what there. I meant. It seems like it. It seems like they aren't. Even if they win the league again, they aren't gonna please as they don't have the kind of support that PSG does. So yeah. But it's still, I mean, even the way they are, it's still cool. To, like, they'll probably have Keita Balde for a couple of years and then sell them for double what they paid. So, yeah, they're, they're always... It works for them. Always a lot of talent there. Uh, next up, Moscow and Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, the star club of our first episode. Disappointing result. 1-1 one, one, one draw. 
Yeah, it it's definitely disappointing. I I mean, Coutinho is he's he's kind of playing beyond what I expected him to play. Oh, he's balling! It it's pretty incredible. He had uh, he, the goal and an assist last weekend in in uh, Premier League, and then he scored again in this game. And that was a beautiful set piece goal that um, he scored at, uh, versus Leicester. Oh. I was watching that with my friends, and I I just said I said he's he's about to put this in like uh, it's, they were they weren't really paying attention I'm like he's about to score like he's gonna put this in so they kind of looked up and then sure enough he just put it right in the side netting. Yeah, I mean they came off a really good win and then drew with Spartak Mazka Mazka. It's, it's weird. Yeah, they're the I believe they're the only Premier League club uh, that didn't have a, a win this in Champions League yeah. this week. Yeah. So Klopp's getting left out from the the fun. But uh, Moscow, I believe their their goal was a free kick from Fernando. I think it was pretty uh-huh. nice, pretty nice as well. But I'm sure they're happy with uh they would have taken a draw against Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, I think they played Carius, right? Yeah, so that is, that's something I wanted to talk about, about Liverpool. I don't think we talked about it last episode. Is their goalkeeping situation. They have two average at best goalkeepers, but the way they use them, it's like Carius is getting starts one week and then Mignolet is getting starts the next. But I feel like the way they use them, the keeper knows, whoever's in net knows that if he fucks up and makes a mistake, that he's going to be on the bench for the next game. So it's always at the yeah. back of his mind. So if he, if, and you can't play with confidence like that. So I feel like Klopp right. has just completely ruined both of their confidence. And you can tell when a, like when an aerial ball comes in, they're kind of hesitant to go out and grab it or punch it. So, I mean, at least that's something I've noticed. Yeah. And I think Karius is the uh, preferred goalkeeper for uh, Champions League so far in the season and his his reaction to the Fernando free kick did seem kind of off to me I'm not sure that that could just be me but it seemed a little uh, hesitant by him yeah the I mean the free kick didn't look like it was in the side netting it kind of looked like it was just inside or closer to the middle and that middle of the net than that it, so it wasn't like a perfectly placed free kick. It was still a nice mm-hmm. free kick, but I mean, you'd, you'd hope if you had a, a top quality goalkeeper that he'd be saving that. Right. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at the replay now. It really wasn't. It was on the right side of the net. It wasn't side, and it was a right-footed shot from the right side. So it was always curling towards the middle. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's gonna. He wants that one back for sure. Yeah. All right, should we move on to Tottenham 3, Apoel 0? Uh, one last thing about the Liverpool. Maybe Oh yeah, go ahead. Maybe if maybe if they uh played the Ox man, maybe they would have got that <laughs> that little extra. I don't know. I think that might have put them on the wrong side of that result even worse. Oh, are you kidding? The Ox man? I I don't know. I don't know. But I I don't want that guy near my club, so 
Oh, I think the Oxman would have put him over the edge. What do you mean? <sighs> yeah, I should have should have played him over Salah. <laughs> yeah, over Coutinho. Um, right. So yeah, Tottenham a AP. I've honestly never even heard of that club before they played Madrid last last. <laughs> last one, but yeah, Kane hat trick. Kane is he's quite the striker. His go. I mean. Honestly, his goals in this game were, I think, were just poor, like really poor defending. But he's gonna like he's gonna punish you if you make those mistakes. Yeah, I mean he he knows how to play the striker role. He's gonna he's gonna. Yeah, I'm 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 really interested to see um, during the next next week of group stage when they play Madrid. I, I'll I, then I'll, we'll really have a feel for um, for where he stands in like world-class striker rankings. Yeah. Cause when you're banging in goals against a pole or whatever their club name is and in champions league, and then you're banging them in against like West Brom and whole city and premier league. I mean, that's all fine, but we'll see. We'll see how he does against Madrid. Right. Uh, so the next that just leaves uh, a couple of games, couple more games on Tuesday. Sevilla, uh, 3-0 against N.K. Maribor. Ben Yedder with the hat trick. Ben is a solid little player. Doesn't get talked about that much. I'm surprised there's not really ever any transfer rumors surrounding him. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean because I, I feel like Ben Yedder is a player that has been known about, but he just hasn't developed much kind of hype around his name yeah so i think that might be why pretty underrated i can yeah, see right. him being like a really good value signing for like a premier league team um you know just like you said not not a lot of hype around him but he'd be like a good pickup probably wouldn't be as expensive as more hyped up players definitely and uh i think that that yeah that put them at the top of the group above liverpool really yeah, I hadn't looked at the, uh, the the group standing. It's only been a couple of games. So. Let me look at. Let me actually look at that because I'm curious. Do you think Sevilla will finish above them? Um, and the way Liverpool is playing, it's, it's so inconsistent. Did Liver, Did they play? Did Liverpool and Sevilla play uh, already, or they have? Yet to play in, in Champions League in the group. Um, I think. Yeah, that, they already yeah, played. They, they drew. Play. They drew. So that definitely puts Sevilla at the top of that table. Now, now it's coming back to me. I Liverpool, I think, looked a lot better in that game, but they still got the result. I don't know. I think Liverpool will still finish above them. Although, I mean, if Sevilla just. Liverpool, I mean, obviously, it sounds very odd. Or. Like I'm staying obvious here, but if Liverpool, I think it's just going to come down to the the second game they have against each other. Yeah, right. Whoever, whoever wins that one's going to come out on top. Um. So then next, uh, I believe there's one more. Besiktas. Besiktas, yes, against Leipzig. Leipzig. No. Um. What do you got? I don't really have much on this one. Yeah, uh, Leipzig is a club that I thought might do better in Champions League. 
based on how they've played so far. Uh, I think that they they're kind of I would almost say like Monaco, but they seem to be a bit more stubborn about uh, letting their players leave. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about Besiktas. I do know they have Pepe now. Really, I actually yeah now now I remember that. Um, I know they got a brand new stadium from what I saw on Twitter. The pictures and videos it looked pretty insane. Oh, I didn't actually, know that. actually, I saw uh, Timo Werner, the striker for uh, Red Bull Leipzig. He actually called to be subbed off because it, it was too loud. Really? He, yes, I'm not even kidding. There's a video. He's on the pitch and he just has his fingers in his ears and his head down, and he 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 had to be subbed off because it was too loud. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, those Besiktas ultras, they get down. Yeah, I mean, they're perfect in Champions League. Yep, new stadium hype. Yeah, that's that's yeah, interesting. I think you made a good point, though. Uh, Leipzig is, I mean, they just really came on the scene last, last, last season. But I think they're definitely setting up to be the Monaco of the, of the Bundesliga. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... I think it's frustrating to a lot of those Bundesliga clubs for those spots in previous years because Leipzig came in first season into the Bundesliga and they're taking that spot away from people. So it, it must be tough to be a different club and not having that kind of, uh, I guess, I guess the money to make those signings and just come on the spot and perform right away. Yeah, um, they they I believe they they agreed to sell um, Naby Keita Naby Keita to Liverpool, but the deal doesn't go through until next until the summer, which yeah. is kind of an odd like. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyways, uh, and then Werner, I imagine he'll probably go to the Premier League. I think I've seen some smoke about that. I guess they'll they'll be uh, in need of some new signings then. Well, I'm sure they they'll probably have some youth academy guys lined yeah. up. Um, but anyways, to the 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 biggest matchup uh, in my eyes on Tuesday, what I want to talk about in, de- in depth, uh, Dortmund Madrid, uh, Madrid won three one. Yeah, it's a tough result for Dortmund. I'll tell you what, Dortmund cannot catch a break in Champions League. Um, against Tottenham, they had, what was it, two goals disallowed. Um, yeah. One for offsides, and then both of them for offsides, actually. Yeah. Um, can't catch a break. In this game, uh, when it was 0-0, Ramos uh, had a handball on the goal line, which I don't think he was... Uh, he had any purposeful intent. I think it was a reactionary thing. Mm-hmm. But still, his he was on the goal line and both hands come up, away from his body, completely unnatural position. Yeah. Um, so it was 100% a penalty. You could argue, it was definitely yellow. You could argue for a red. Um, looking yeah, at it in slow and- motion, I feel like a red would have been harsh just because it looked like a reaction, but... 
That is how they describe it, though. They, they, uh, referees describe it as an unnatural position of the hands. Yeah, when yeah. They I... contact, and it, it looked, it looked, uh, his hands were just too far from his own body to, I feel like he didn't have a case, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in the box, your hands should be behind your back, let alone on the goal line. His hand... The ball came at him. It was coming you know, up towards his head, neck area. Hit both arms come up, both hands come up away from his body. It was, a, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It was such an obvious handball. Yeah. Dorman just got fucked by the refs uh, again. Um, but uh, tactically, uh, Dortmund was playing with their, uh, they're playing a very high line. Um, a lot of times it was like five or ten yards from the midline, which is. Really dangerous uh, against Madrid, um, so that was interesting. Madrid was just exposing that the whole game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Playing balls in, they were getting behind so easily. Yeah, I mean, the, the entire game, they were just threading them right through. It, yeah, it was so easy. I mean, you had, they had uh, Toprak and Socrates uh, playing center back, and both of those guys, are they're, they're not slow by any means. Um, for most center backs, they're probably, you know, fairly quick. But when you have Ronaldo and Bale and Isco <laughs> running at you, yeah, they were they were playing they were de- defending desperately the whole game. Yeah, Dortmund hadn't conceded a goal in, in uh, league games until the weekend against uh, Munchen Gladbach, and the. Uh, the sides that they're facing in Champions League are are just uh, kind of, I don't want to say exposing them because it's obviously a solid defense, but I think it's just something that they're not prepared for. I think that's ch- just testament to how they build their team because they have brought in a lot of uh, talent from the Bundesliga. If you look, like Toprak came from, I believe, Leverkusen. They have Dahoud. Uh, midfielder from, I think, Munchen Gladbach? Um, yeah, Munchen yeah. Gladbach. So they, they bring in a lot of... They have um, uh, Mario Goetze. They brought right. him from Bayern. Andre Schürrle from Wolfsburg. Uh, so yeah, you can tell they really just build through the Bundesliga, and it makes sense why they've been doing so well in the Bundesliga, because they have a lot of guys that are very experienced in that league. Um, and then you can definitely see how that might not translate when you're playing against a, a club like Madrid, Real Madrid. Yeah, and I don't think you can take much away from Real Madrid because they did play that game really well, especially Gareth Bale looked... He looked like he was in his prime. That first goal was... It was a beauty. And you know what? I have something to say to fucking Real Madrid fans. They are so unappreciative... Of the players they have, the re- this whole season they've been booing Bale basically off the pitch. They just wanted they calling for his transfer, and this is the fans. Obviously, the, the the staff and the the board don't feel the same way, or else they would have sold them. But they just they just don't appreciate him, and then he scores a good goal, has a good game, and then they're they're just back in love with them, just sucking his dick. Yeah. That, it's, that is pretty pretty gross. <laughs> it's so annoying just to see like 
they're just talking so much shit about Bale, and then he 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 does he has a good game and they're they're back on the Bale train. And it's and it's not just him. It's like Isco, Isco was behind the pecking order of James, of Asensio, and a Bale. Wasn't getting any time for like the past couple seasons, and then he he he's been playing. He's been in great he, form re- recently. He, he's worked his way up. He he has proven himself. Yeah, I thought he was he he almost went or I don't know almost, but he was linked to Tottenham like last summer or something like that. But he he's worked his way up. He's he's stuck with it. But it's like they don't. He was behind all those guys, and now he's been in great form, and their Madrid fans are you know. Just gassing him up so much, like he's the best. Uh, like they have the best midfielder in the world, which he's great. But like, it's like you can't completely disregard him, and then he starts playing well, and you're like, right, his number one fan. Um, but yeah. Uh, with that being said, though, with um, how easily Real Madrid seemed to be getting behind, it wasn't like it was. It ended up three 0 but it didn't seem like it was a um, like a convince. They looked Madrid looked vulnerable. Like Dortmund had their chances. Yeah, I I was hoping for. I'm sure you were too. I was hoping for Pulisic earlier in the game, maybe yeah. even starting. This was his third game against Real Madrid, and it seems every time he's going out there playing, he's playing his role really well. And I think anyone could have seen how composed he was on the ball. I think he would have been. I think it would have been better than uh, Gutza earlier in the game. Yeah. So, I, did did he come on for Gutza or did he come on for Yarmolenko? Gutza. Okay. Because Yar Yarmolenko was starting in his his position, so I I was kind of having my eye on Yarmolenko the whole game, and he had a, he had a, he had a solid game. Um, I think he kind of the play of the the, the handball happened on the Ramos handball. I feel like he had a lot more space to work with, and then he just kind of muck, like slowed down the attack and kind of let Madrid catch back up. But um, mm-hmm. he had a decent game, uh, which is also that was another reason to keep an eye on him because he came from the Ukrainian league and apparently he was a beast in that league. So trying to see like gauge how good he actually is. Uh, so, but Pulisic, yeah, I mean. I would have liked to see him start. He didn't really. I was. I thought he would stay out more when he came on as a sub, but, but he, by no means did he do anything wrong. He's you know, it's tough. You, yeah. can, you come on with 15 minutes left. It's tough to uh, really make that big of an impact. Um, right. Especially against Real Madrid. I mean, how much? It, how much can he do individually to change that result? Yeah, in Aubameyang, for a lot of the game, he looked just off. Like as his first touch and in the final third he uh he I feel like he just let it get away from him a little bit he he didn't have his his best game yeah uh philip philip is looking like a really solid player especially while they don't have marco royce uh philip pulisic and Aubameyang has been a lethal uh attacking force for dortmund so far in the league, I think those three have 14 goals, something like that. Aubameyang has eight goals, and he got he got another goal in that game. That I mean, it it brought uh, Dortmund back in it, but it didn't. It wasn't enough. 
went the the team wasn't performing uh on defense so yeah Aubameyang's just really great like he didn't have a great game but um other than he scored uh right yeah 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 he scored he was right in front of net but it was still I mean that's 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 I mean that's That's what strikers do yeah just being the right spot but yeah he didn't other than the goalie didn't have that great of a game but he's it's he you you see he didn't have a good game because he was in the the right spots and then he his touch just let him down a little bit but it's like he's so fast and he just pops up in these spots I like I could definitely see him I'm honestly surprised he stayed at Dortmund this long I could definitely see him going to uh a much bigger club I mean he was linked to Madrid a while ago but yeah he was. I mean I like can you imagine him on Real Madrid like with that pace up I front know. I know. I think that would be an upgrade over Benzema, to be honest. Oh, I I fully think that. I mean, I remember uh, last uh, episode of Park the Bus, we were talking, I think you mentioned that uh, the top two strikers, Lewandowski, and I'm sure you were referring to Suarez. And I think the third spot, third and fourth, is definitely a debate. And I think Aubameyang is in there with yeah. that debate. Yeah, well, him and Lewandowski are always going at each other for the uh, goal-scoring title in Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially when, I mean, uh, Bayern Munich has, I'd argue, has a lot more talent than uh, Dortmund has to work with, and Aubameyang keeps pace them every year. Right. All right, and so that concludes the uh, the Tuesday games, and then on Wednesday... Uh, Roma beat FK Carabag, Carabag, two to one. Yeah. Um, Manolas and Jeko get on the board, and then Carabag gets on in the twenty eighth minute. Ends two two to one. I I really don't have anything to say about this game. I will say that Jeko is he he's pretty great. I I like watching him play. Yeah, he's a he. You used to play for Chelsea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always interesting to see guys that were in the prim and showed flashes, but never really, you know, stayed consistently tearing it up, go to other leagues and have a lot more success. Yeah, the prim is a tough league, especially for strikers. It's they not, get so much not for criticism. Uh, Ninegolan, I mean... I think everyone knows he's he's a beast. Yeah, how long is he going to be at Roma? Do you think? I don't know. It seems like he's he's very. It seems like he's loyal. I haven't seen uh, links to anywhere. I, so. I've honestly never seen a transfer rumor with his name in it. Yeah, which is really weird. Surprising. Yeah. Um, well, that's good for them if they can hang on to him. Um, Barcelona against Sporting. You got anything on this game? Well, uh, Barcelona gets another own goal to fall their way. It seems like they've had quite a few of those uh, this season. To be fair, um, it was just a, it was just such a perfectly placed free kick from Messi that I just don't like. There was no way to deal with it. Really, it was like so. Per- like if he if if he hadn't have tried to get to it, it it would have just 
spin perfectly to Suarez, so his only option was to go up and try to get a head on it. And the only way he could have got the head on it was the way he did, and it just so happened it. I mean, it took a couple a couple bounces like off off didn't, of. Uh, didn't Suarez kind of like uh, flick it on to the goal? Yeah, it went off ahead, and then it hit Suarez, and then it hit someone else, and then went in the goal. Yeah, if I'm remembering I think it was correctly. Like Co-op, so I don't know how to. Yeah, I mean. Name. I, I had three games up on my laptop at the time. I had um, the PSG Bayern game. I had this game in the United game. So I wasn't paying too much attention to it. But when I was, uh, Barcelona definitely looked like they were struggling. Um, which, I mean, you can't tear it up every single game. But, um, yeah, they, I mean, got, uh, they, they got the result. They kept the clean sheet. They kept the clean sheet. Uh, I think Ter Stegen, I don't think he had a lot of action in the game, but he did uh, have to... There was one shot from Acuna, I think. I'm not completely sure, where he had to really get down and... Oh, I think I saw a couple, like, really great saves from him in this game. Yeah. Right. So, uh, he didn't... It might have been might not have been constant, but he definitely had his work cut out for him in that game. Yeah, he's definitely a big reason they they were to keep him off the board. I mean... Because, yeah, Barcelona struggled. Like, Sporting had their chances, and Ter Stegen was able to keep them out of the net. Um, and then next, you have Basel, FC Basel, against Benfica. So after getting losing to United 3-0 last, last Champions League week, they beat Benfica. Honestly, I don't know much about two, either of these sides, but if I had to guess for the game, I would have guessed Benfica would be winning that game, let alone... They went and right. lost. I mean, five. Benfica being the champions of Portugal for a few seasons now, it it seems like you expect them to finish top two in the Champions League as well. Yep. Huh. So, yeah, I don't really have much other on that game. Um, speaking yeah. of the United game, I set up my laptop. Four to one against Moscow. Yep. Mar- Lukaku uh, with the brace, Martial and McTarian. Martial had the penalty. McTarian had a uh, cleaned up a rebound from a Martial shot. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what the. <laughs> I mean, Ma- Manchester United just smothered Moscow. They never had a chance. Um, <laughs> I I would have thought you know I, I thought it might been a would have been a tougher game, but when they conceded four minutes in, I mean. I think yeah. it just throws your your game plan out the window. Right. Uh, and then Lukaku's second goal, I think it was. Uh, whoever the defender on Moscow was, he took a he took a page straight out of the Lovren book of defending. Defending. Completely whiffs on just a a, a ground ball or like it, it it bounced it was bouncing a little bit too fair. Completely whiffs, falls down. Just an uncontested tap in for Lukaku. Um, yeah, that was that was a bit weird to see. <laughs> I mean, I will ask though. Uh, do you know how long Pogba is projected to be out for? Has there been any updates that have an accurate time I th- scale? I think the latest I saw was just Mourinho. Mourinho confirmed that it was a long-term injury. Now, that's because I think pretty rough. I think there was hope that it might be might have been he might be able to bounce back in a couple of weeks, but. Um, I mean that's just the headline I saw. They're probably, I mean, better safe than sorry with the form they've been in. Yeah. Um, 
I also, uh, I think last episode when I was researching, they saw that Mourinho was like mad at Pogba because the United training staff knew this uh, hamstring issue was a pre-existing thing. Like he had already had it tweaked or something and they wanted him to rest it or whatever, but he his own team thought that he'd be fine and then he injured it. So, Oh, man. Storyline. I think that that's kind of worrying for Man United, though. I hope they don't go back to stalemates and... I don't think so. I don't think they will because I think they still have too much. They're, I I think I've seen enough this season to know that they're not the same team they were last year. I think they're they've been consistent so far, and then Martial is really coming to form. Rashford's still getting better, and Lukaku is just just finding the back of the net in every way possible. Yeah, that's fair. And Mkhitaryan, uh, Mkhitaryan's having. I think I saw a graphic. Last season, he had five assists all season, and then only like four or five games into the Premier League, he already surpassed that. So he's uh, he's having a great season as well. So I don't think they're... Yeah, and I think they have midfield players who can... Well, yeah, Matic is still holding it down. Yeah, Herrera. Herrera. can step in. Fellaini, even though I kind of hate him, he's been solid enough filling in. So can't can't hate... I mean... Can't too much on what they got done. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, obviously, yeah. losing a player like his quality, um, they might struggle. But I don't think it's like a, a one-man thing where they're like he's out, they're going to start dropping points. I think he's kind of like puts them over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I think that's a good analysis. Uh, yep. And then so a few more games before we get to the the, the big one. Uh, Anderlecht and Celtic, 3-0. Um, I don't have anything to say about this game, really. I think Celtic probably expected to win. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Celtic is just in, in the same situation every year. They they win the, the Celtic League, or the, the Scottish Scottish, league, Scottish Premier league. league. Yeah. Um, I mean, they might as well call it the Celtic League. They win it every year. Uh, <laughs> then they go to Champions League, and then they... Get eliminated in the group stage, so I yeah, this is a standard business for them so far. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna finish like third in the group. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, and then Juventus Olympiacos. Uh, Juventus didn't have their best game. They didn't score until the 69th minute. Kind of, a, I can't. I'm can't. I think it was a pretty ugly goal too, Higuain. Yeah, I think uh, Higuain is losing some of his. Uh, his support within that organization as well. I think the, I think they're just re- like realizing what they got. Like he's going to score a lot of goals in Serie A, but when the, when the, the bright lights are on, that man just disappears. Yeah. I think he was, I think he was dropped from the Argentinian squad he's and he hasn't started Argentina. Right. Yeah. And especially when they have so many, like, which is, this is a whole other topic, but I like Argentina doesn't even start Aguero, which is baffling to me. Like even last year in the um, the uh, Concacaf Gold Cup, Aguero didn't really play that much. Um, they they I guess tend to go with our other striker options, but 
I mean, in Iguain, ever since that World Cup final, I don't think I don't think they even had anything to do with him. <laughs> yeah, and I mean now Juventus as well. I pretty much cost him the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I wasn't even into the soccer that much of the World Cup, and I still knew, like, the, he was, like, one-on-one with Neuer, I think, it just completely... <laughs> That's, yeah, he's, uh... He's, like I said, he's going to score a lot of goals in Syria, but I wouldn't want him as my, my striker in a big game. Yeah, I just watched it back. His goal was ugly. He, he <laughs> hit it right at the keeper, got his own rebound, and... <laughs> I mean, that's something that strikers kind of do often i mean lukaku does that a few times as well yeah i mean but yeah i mean lukaku like we i think i said that last one, but he's in, he's gonna have a lot of chances and he's gonna miss a lot of chances but he's also gonna he's gonna score a lot too so yeah i mean you take I, the I good with it. the bad but with Iguain, i mean i mean do you think like I, do you think lukaku is better than him oh yeah i wasn't trying to say that i'm just trying to defend him somewhat yeah. Because I, I think it's I think it's a bit unfair for Juventus to keep him out of their starting lineup after Yeah, I mean I, I can maybe I can understand in, in European uh, football, but Syria, I mean he's a proven yeah. score in Syria, so Yeah. Um but yeah, uh and then two 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 other games on Wednesday. Um Atletico Madrid and Chelsea. So this one was interesting. You had Costa, who just moved there, which, again, I don't know how he moved. Like, I thought the transfer deadline ended, like, a month ago. But, anyways, he was there. He was watching the stands. His old team versus new old team. Um, Griezmann got on the board with a penalty, 1-0. Murata scores in the 59th to tie it up. And then Batshuayi in stoppage time. Rips the heart out of Madrid in their new stadium with Coast in the stands. What do you got? Uh, it was a uh, Griezmann's penalty kick was brought out by uh, David Luiz, right? Yeah, David Luiz has been on a little bit of a reckless streak. Uh, personally, I, 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 I hate David Luiz. <laughs> I think he's the biggest idiot in all of soccer. I, I just can't stand him. So I'm I'm happy I'm happy about that that he could, that he gave up the penalty. He he just he's just been completely fouling dudes. He just doesn't give a fuck. Like, I know. I... Like when he had that challenge on um, Kolasinic, the red card. He was just he just like got his red card. He just walked off the pitch. Yeah, laughing. and he's like he's laughing as he <laughs> walks off the pitch. What is wrong with that guy? And then and then when he uh, gave up the penalty in this game, he just kind of laughed and like shook his finger like. I don't think what is what is going through his head? The dude was, is. I don't even think he was protesting. He's just like. He's a it. lunatic. He's a lunatic with the hair. And... <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy person. He looks like someone off of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch it back. I mean, I mean, he's had worse worse fouls. I mean, it's off a set piece, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of. I don't like Chelsea, but I'm kind of happy Batshuayi. I mean, I've kind of felt bad because Murata's been tearing it up. So I know. Bachelor's not really going to – he's going to be in kind of the same position he was last season, but it's good for him. He scored the winner. Murata's yeah, it is good head. for Bachelor. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of him. 
I'd like to see because he's always going to be he's he's not really ever going to be first team first team for Chelsea. Um, yeah. Most of the time, I'd like to see what would happen if he was. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to get loaned just because they do seem to use him um, more and more. But I, I'd like to see what he would do on like a smaller a smaller side where he was in a starting role. Right. That'd be pretty interesting to see. I definitely agree, and it's it's tough now with Murata. I mean, he finally found how to score with his feet for yeah. Chelsea. Uh, oh, not in that game, but with the hat trick over the weekend against Stoke, and he came into that game and he's back to scoring headers. Good yeah. delivery from Hazard. He did you see? Uh, Hazard's impersonation of Raheem Sterling. Oh yeah, that was that, that was, was pretty, pretty funny. hilarious. I, I'm just curious about the context of like, like. I know. I would expect that from like a Man City player. Yeah. I mean, they are playing him. That's a big matchup this weekend. Yeah, I'm curious to see the like the know the like was it are they friends or is he taking shots I, and didn't know he was I being think recorded? He's taking shots. But I, <laughs> I don't know. Spot on. I mean, this is probably bad radio because we're talking about a, a video, so whoever listens will have to look it up. But yeah, it's pretty funny. If you want to see a really good impersonation of Raheem Sterling, just check out Hazard. Take it to the Google machine. Yeah. By the way, right. on Bachelor's goal, this is pretty atrocious defending. Really. Yeah, I mean, he's unmarked on the six-yard box. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Hazard, sure I... Hazard pretty much, so Hazard gets a through ball. Three guys run at Hazard. Three. The guy who was marking Batshuayi should have been left him to go to Hazard. The guy who's on Hazard's running behind him. And then whoever was marking, uh, I, I can't tell who that is, also ran at him. Uh, Alonzo. And it's just, it, it wasn't Alonzo. It's no? just really baffling because Hazard is running to the end line. He, the only thing he can do in that situation is cross it in. So why do you have three guys closing in, closing him down and just leaving Batchwai unmarked? I mean, that might have been something in their game plan. <laughs> yeah, that they run. <laughs> uh, that play didn't work. Um, and they, I mean, he was Batchwai wasn't even the only one open. I mean, if any pass got through, there's three guys there ready to, ready to pounce. But yeah, um, disappointing for Madrid or Atletico in their new stadium. Um, who do you think's gonna? Do you think Chelsea's gonna end up winning that group? Yeah, I do. I, I'm interested to see this match over the weekend oh, with wow. Man City, of course. Wow, I actually didn't realize Atletico's in third place. They only have one point. Roma and yeah. Chelsea are top with. Uh, Four and six points, respectively. Yeah. Do you think Atletico could get bounced in the group stage, or do you think they'll right the ship? That's that's a tough call. Yeah, that is. Um, I think they obviously can uh, fix whatever is going on in Champions League because, I mean, they've proven themselves every year in Champions League. So it's going to be interesting to see, though. When can Costa, uh, Diego Costa play for them? Uh, after January, really? I believe. Yeah, winter. But he can train with them. 
I don't know the specifics. I just looked it up. It says he's just started training with them, so. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carrasco and Griezmann, I think they're. I think they're really strong, so I don't think. Well, I mean, they 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 play Madrid or they play um, Roma and Chelsea, so. And yeah. They didn't get, I mean, obviously they just win those games, but. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting to see if Roma really comes down to Roma because Chelsea, I think, is going to finish top of that group. Yeah. And the final game uh, we haven't talked about on Wednesday, the big one, PSG, Bayern Munich. This one was really interesting for me because last episode we talked about how PSG hasn't – they've been really getting hyped up the – Neymar, Cavani, Mbappe, people are asking if it was if it's already better than MSN ever was. Um, but they really hadn't played anyone. So this was their first test. Uh, and although they the, the, the lineup Bayern put out um, obviously wasn't their best. Boateng, right. he played uh, the full 90 against Wolfsburg in the league, so they were resting him, I guess. Robin and Ribery were on the bench. Um so, yeah, it wasn't Bayern's best and, side, but what did you think of the game? I mean, I think that that lineup is definitely what caused uh, a lot of even more heat on Ancelotti. But Yeah, R.I.P. I.P. Ultimately, uh, whatever, whatever little feud Cavani and Neymar had, I think that that's probably behind them. I think that they must be doing some sort of alternating between set pieces. I disagree. Now. You don't think so? I think they've so since the last episode we recorded, I saw they offered Cavani a million dollars to let Neymar take penalties. Um, the team? Which, yeah, yeah, and he turned it PSG? down. That's that's what I saw. That... He was offered a, a million dollar bonus to let Neymar take penalties. He said no, which I respect. Right. Yeah. He didn't fuck himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, but obviously during the game you could tell. Now, now they probably had an agreement, or the coach or someone probably finally stepped in and said Cavani's going to take penalties. Neymar take free kicks, because Neymar was over every free kick with Cavani well, uh, trying to steal the ball from him. Cavani did take one. I think at least one. I'm not sure. Neymar at least had the majority. I can't, yeah. I can't, I mean, like I said, I had three games on, but I mean, Cavani's I saw... wasn't anything special. I think he skied it. Hmm. I think, I, I feel like I, I don't know. It's tough for me to recall, but I, yeah, that was a, uh, something I want to talk about their, their relationship. You could tell that <laughs> you could tell like, I don't think they're over this, and I don't think they will be. Like, I just think they don't like each other. Mm. And you can tell because um, <laughs> it's like the best way I can describe it is you have Cavani and Neymar, and then you have Mbappe, and it's like Mbappe is their child, and Cavani and Neymar are just like divorced parents. <laughs> so there was a, a, a specific play in the game. Mbappe was running, I think he was running right up the middle. It was like on a counterattack. He had Neymar on his left and Cavani on his right. He plays Cavani. Then Cavani goes and skies it 
like he does like almost every time. Frequently. He, sky, he either puts it in the back of the net or he like completely yeah. is, is awful. Had a terrible shot, and then you just see you just see you just see Neymar just like look at Mbappe and like, like yeah. he played me. And I don't think I don't think that's like no matter what you do, I don't think that's going away. Like there's always that little rivalry on the field. And it's back and forth. And you can tell, like, after Cavani missed it, it's almost like you've had to be been an experience to, to know what, like, what are you talking about? Like, Cavani misses it, and then it's just, like, em- embarrassing for him because you're in this feud, like, you want to prove that, you know, you deserve the ball, and then you go and whiff like that. So it's kind of embarrassing. And then he comes back and scores a goal, and then it's embarrassing for Neymar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I mean, like your metaphor alluded to, it must be uh, weird for Mbappe uh, to yeah. be in the middle of that. Because I don't getting... think it's something he comes out and says, but you, says or like they say, but you can tell um, <laughs> just just by the look. That, yeah, they're both wanting him to be on their side. Yeah. So that's just funny. Yeah, I don't think they're over it. And then when Cavani scored, to be fair, it was a great goal. And then Neymar came over. They, I mean, obviously they had a billion cameras on them. Neymar, Neymar comes over and taps, pats him on the head. So they, everyone said, "Oh, look, they're they're friends. Like they're fine." But I, I mean, I don't agree. Like that, that doesn't prove anything. Yeah, I, I probably, I probably saw that, and I just got the. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't prove anything. Like, what's he supposed to do? I mean, they just scored a goal. Like, he can't just go sulk in the corner like he has to or else it becomes a whole bigger thing like that was the yeah. least he had to do mm-hmm. um, so um yeah uh so should we talk about Bayern though yeah so i want to talk uh tactically about this game a bit um obviously like we would say Bayern didn't have their best lineup but psg they had uh their fullbacks kurzawa and danny alves which we talked about how fullbacks are really becoming um, assets. Really, yeah, big assets in, in today's game. A lot of managers are really incorporating them. I mean, it, it showed right off the bat. PSG scored in like the second minute or whatever. Danny Alves mm-hmm. comes flying in from the right side, unmarked, wide open. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> wasn't a great finish, but I mean, it found the back. Yeah, it, it went through. Uh... I think it went through Bayern's keeper. Who was it? Ulreich? Areola. Uh, yeah, yeah. The nipple? Well, no. It went through uh, Bayern's keeper. Oh, right yeah, I'm sorry. Six. Yeah, I don't, honestly don't even know who their keeper was. I was... I was, I was I'm pretty sure... Knows about PSG. I was, that, that, that was PSG's keeper. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, after that goal, it seemed like Bayern responded well. Until the second goal, because they did have a few chances in between where Thomas Muller seemed like he might get on the scoreboard. Well, yeah, Bayern. After they went down, they they were taking pressure. Then they took control of the game. They had possession. They never really, obviously, they didn't score, so they never put it together. But they they couldn't. You know, teams just aren't on. They just can't get. You know, they just can't get that final pass, that final touch. Yeah, you know, just that one one little thing away. That was definitely yeah. Bayern in this game. Um, They're probably missing Aryan Robin. Yeah. So t- 
to go to go back to the point of fullbacks, the reason Kurzawa and Danny Alves were just so free to be so attacking minded and play so far up is because you didn't have Robin and Ribery on the wings to to deal with. So when they're mm-hmm. given that space, I mean, they really didn't have anything to worry about going forward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was Hama, is James Rodriguez playing uh, centrally? Um, from what I, yeah, he was playing centrally. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the reason he, he really went to Bayern is so he could be that central playmaker. I mean, he mm-hmm. did kind of get up, um, on the left, um, in the attack a little bit, but I, I think yeah. for the most part he was playing centrally. He didn't really have that great yeah. of a game. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he did either. But then again, I mean, I mean the team around him wasn't that great either so um, right and he's still getting acclimated to the team too so i mean mm-hmm. i'm not ready to give a uh, a judgment on how he's done so far yet but uh, a funny part of the game i don't know if you caught it um psg were counterattacking the whole game i can't remember who it was someone on or i think it was kimmick kimmick just took out neymar or someone on a counter and the ref mm-hmm. accidentally pulled out the red card. And it was so funny because as soon as he pulled it out, like all the Bayern players were like swarming him and, you know, doing their, yeah. doing their, and then he, it was just a funny moment. They all started laughing. But um, yeah, PSG, they were, they, they seemed very, because like I said, Bayern took control, they took back control of the game after each goal, it seemed like. They had yeah. possession and then PSG's counterattack was just lethal. It was insane. They're like mm-hmm. Mbappe and Neymar are so fast they were every counterattack and, seemed like they had to change the and score. creative they yeah see that's the thing like with all this hype this summer about mbappe i didn't really i mean i didn't i didn't watch much league one i saw him in champions league obviously i didn't know how much of it was fluky or how much of it was actually him being obviously he's good like you're not just scoring these goals in accident but i was curious to see how skilled he was Versus how just how pacey he was, and he had he turned David Alaba, Alaba. I'm sorry, one of the best left backs in the world, probably top two, top top three, top three for sure. Yeah, that was. He turned him into a traffic cone with mm-hmm. a, a fake shot ball roll in the box, and then he 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 shot the ball and it got deflected or saved, and then Neymar tapped it in. But yeah, that, that, that was... fake shot ball 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 roll was just disgusting i mean like i said he just turned him into a traffic cone yeah it was incredible so yeah i mean in my eyes like we talked about last episode we'd see if they were legit or not and um while they didn't play the best Bayern side uh i de- like they're i'm definitely taking them a lot more serious now uh really the only thing you can say about their squad is the experience mm-hmm because every single position they have the talent. Rabios come on is like one of the best box to box midfielders. You have Thiago Silva and Marquinhos as center back. Danny Alves and Kurzawa at fullback. Um, Rabio, like I mentioned, Verratti, he's another one of the best box to box midfielders. And then you have, I mean, I'm not going to include Cavani like into that attacking. You have Mbappe and Neymar, and then Cavani's just going to benefit from that. Um, and uh, they played uh, Tiago Mota. 
Yeah, he's a, he has like the most passes completed by a midfielder in Europe. Like, wow. Oh, they have they have that. the talent. It just comes down to experience. Like last year, mm-hmm. they put four on Barca, and then you know they ended up blowing it. Um. So it, really, I guess the only test they have left, they're gonna have to play Bayern again. Bayern's gonna have a stronger lineup. Um. But yeah, I, it, you know, if it gets down to the quarters and the semis, are they going to be able to beat a team with more experience like Madrid or Barcelona? So we'll see. Yeah, I would hope to see uh, Coman come uh, come on earlier in the next game against PSG. Yeah, he looked very positive when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was funny after the game, everyone was really curious about the lineup and um, some people just saw it as Ancelotti being uh, not really taking the game that serious. Didn't really like they're mm-hmm. gonna finish top two anyways. You know, didn't really see the need to play yeah. these players in an away game. Um, and then, <laughs> but then I saw that the week before, the body language of Robbery or Robin and Ribery coming off the pitch, there was some tension there. And after the game, Robin, when asked if he supported Ancelotti, he's like, "I'm not gonna answer that question" or something like that. And then oh two, wow! And then two hours later, Ancelotti was sacked. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, which I mean, I don't really think he's that great a manager. I even saw stuff saying that Bayern didn't feel like they were, um, they were lacking something in training. I believe is what I saw. Like under Pep, they felt like they were getting better every day in training, where Ancelotti doesn't really put that much effort into training. So they don't really feel like they're... That's what I just saw a few weeks ago, and I guess it must have been true because, I mean, he, he, he got fired, so... Yeah. Well, that about rounds it up. You got anything else to add? Well, uh, not much to say. Uh, still, um, Berkey, watch that in your post. Oh, dude, yeah. I've, how did I not mention that when we were going to the doorman? No one loves giving up near post goals more than Roman Berkey. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Like, you'd think he'd learn from him his, his mistakes. He let in two against Tottenham, and then that Ronaldo goal was... I know, that Ronaldo goal was completely avoidable. I yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, like, if you don't learn your lesson the first time, I mean, he, they should just... I mean, I don't even know what to say about his near post. I know, I it's know. It's non-existent. <sighs> yeah, he, he's lost in that aspect right now he and that's the sad thing is he had a really good game uh he had he had a really good game and then he just gives up another near post goal it's like oh my god dude yeah and i mean that one was that one took them out of it completely for sure so yeah i think that that about wraps it up all right we got premier league this weekend hopefully we're recording uh next week and then uh until then should be a couple out within the next two weeks. Yeah. Or the next week, there should for, be at least two. For any rock out there listening, or... <laughs> um, we should probably... I don't know. I feel like we should come up with a cool catchphrase for like the end of episodes. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that's tough to come up with on spot. How about we... Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Future reference. You know? It'd be cool. Like, yeah. We'll tease to it for next episode. All right. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yep. All right. Good talk.